Wow. Twelve and a half. The more I thought about it, the easier I thought of how to express this book to you. In Gary Vee's writing, um, and his communication style, especially um, if you're an audible listener, I'm biased towards audible, because you really get the full, even the quote-unquote off-script experience, where he will, he's reading his, his, um, his thoughts expressed, and I'll get to how that's done in a minute, um, and then he's preparing you, the reader, for what's coming up. It's really amazing how he does it. I love that as a skill. And I think it's like it makes it really unique for his own audible books. So, um, wow, I just, even rereading some of the book I realize I'm still having the same response I did before as to just wow but what I've realized is the couple of halves that I think the generation our millennial generation has struggled with he talks about a lot of these traits patience kindness empathy um tenacity, curiosity, just all these human things, um, and I actually did a lot of writing and quoting, and I'm going to put that down in these show notes that you can kind of read along with the Audible link, I think that would be really kind of cool to read, I'm kind of just expressing here, um, the experience, and so I'm going to get to couple of the halves just for my own human experience right so one of the halves and this is kind of embarrassing because what it means with 12 and a half is that there's ingredients it's like in a kitchen he compares all these emotional ingredients and again read the notes that I took um just a little bit of notes that are going to be really, really helpful in understanding. I list all the ingredients um, down below, so if you don't want to with me um, to kind of help get your mind active, um, not just listening to me, um, however you want to do it, if you want to listen now and then read, but yeah, the notes are going to be really, really helpful. Um, I quote a line from him where he talks about you can have both emotional traits working together even if they seem like opposites. Really, really cool quote. Um, and so it's like being set up in a kitchen where you're a chef and you're having to put ingredients together. Like you have all the ingredients, but like tenacity and gratitude, um, or tenacity and patience, rather, because gratitude is um, kind of related, but tenacity, which is determination, like extreme determination, and patience, 
um, which seems like the opposite, which seems like it's, it means complacent, when it really just means that you're actually doing things knowing that it could take a long time and being okay and accepting that it can take a long time because you love what you do so much and you put yourself in that place. So, you're putting these ingredients together, you're realizing and willing to be risky with, this is why I'm not a chef by the way, because you're willing to be risky, I can kind of do this with baking a little bit, but you're willing to be risky with knowing that some of these opposites can actually attract and can make really good flavors and knowing how to put it together in a meal. Um, and so the first ingredient when I talk about being embarrassed, I think the first thing um, ingredient that was half, which means that I had half of the ingredient, not the whole thing, um, was patience. Because what I didn't understand is that it is not complacent. And he goes really deep into that, how it can really be a kindergarten um, lesson, but that we're not really taught this and we have to kind of learn what we're not taught. Um, that's one of them. The, um, but the other half, I'd say there's two, three halves, kind of, out of kind of my own thing. And I'll get into the other half that had been a little bit of a, um, kind of weird thing, was understanding kindness really because our generation our millennial generation I think has we struggle with this um because I think it's because of the lack of patience though um like the whole short term long term thing that I talked about in my previous episode referring to the email conversation or um referring to other things kind of in the past relationships and and whatnot right where you're like I've walked all over and I'm kind all the time and so this actually helped me a great deal to understand that you're not really doing the kindness thing like you're not gonna feel the return come back to you like that it's meant for energy going out in like an outbox and you're not meant to see it um, or you're not meant to feel it return again. You're not meant to look at it again. It's just like emailing somebody, for example, or sending a DM, and then you're not really meant to see it, even if it's like, like something stupid. And I, I don't really care about this quite, um, because I have gotten kind of over some of this, the ego one. Like if you send a thank you in a DM, you're not meant to feel that thank you come back to you. Um, at an instant time like that, um, you'll feel good about, you're meant to feel good about yourself over time after doing this, but you're not meant to feel, um, the thank you come back to you. It is meant to go out to the other person. Um, even something as simple as that. Um, that's not really like an example that I've had personally, um, I guess personally would be 
if you um, if you listen to so and here's a hard one because I don't want to go with gifts and all that because I think we have kind of our opinions gifts are not really important to me some of some of you they might be but like let's take um kind of a personal example of like friendships where you're doing all the listening or family that's a tough one you're doing all the listening and then you might have problems but they value your listening so much and your conversation so much that that's what you're there to do that's kindness that's not being walked all over that's just continuous it's like that's what you're there to help them with you're listening to them um you're hearing them you're supporting them and that's what you're meant to do and you know with family they could be helping you in other ways and stuff but that's kind of like how it really goes deep into kindness where it's like you're not giving to give i mean you're not giving to take you're giving to give um, and he really, really emphasizes that. Um, so that, those are kind of the couple of halves. Um, I was mortified at kindness, honestly, but then what I like about that he points out is I'm not doing this. I don't want you to read. And then you find the things that you struggle with and then beat yourself up over these things. Um, they need to be just things that you're like excited to learn about with curiosity and putting that curiosity to work and saying, Hey, I'm kind of curious to learn more. And so it helped me to like work with the bad first impression that I talked about in previous episode uh, this week. Um, and, uh, what I like about that experience is I was able to kind of navigate it with curiosity and I thought you know what if I was just a little more kind what would happen and it's like maybe I don't get a response maybe it's um I'm already thought of as, as somebody with bad intentions you know I'm sorry about that there's nothing I could do you know you know you apologize with any kind of impression not just the email one but you uh if you don't get a response at all there's a certain feeling that you get within yourself that it's like, hey, at least I tried. At least um, it shows that I'm willing to put in the work for even a quick five-minute interaction with somebody else. Um, and it's better to show that than to just have a stupid misunderstanding and be like, well... I was kind of an asshole, but they were kind of an asshole too, so fuck it. And that's kind of usually what I would do, actually. And so this book helped me to kind of make, be a little more thoughtful, be a little bit more outreaching. And this goes into curiosity, which I love. Um, my Twitter has the Curious Crane from VFriends, because he had a bunch of VFriends photos, and I totally got the Curious Crane to put on my Twitter he was giving those away that you can use and so that was really cool um so yeah it's um those are kind of my halves now getting to the job because this was 
about eight years ago, quit my job. It was a factory job. I didn't really appreciate, like I wanted to make money and work and all that, but I really didn't have gratitude um, that I needed to kind of carry on with the job a little bit. But then um, the accountability that he goes into is like, um, change the meaning of even accountability for me, which is when you know that you did something wrong and you're accountable for that, and I'll, I'll get more specifically to the job thing in a minute, but when you're a little more accountable for that, it's a strength to say that you actually have the power to do something about it. It's not a, you should... You know, how dare you? How could you fuck up like this? How could you do this? It's not like that at all. Whereas I would beat myself up for the past eight years that I quit my job. Um, people on in YouTube comments of videos of his were actually like, I guess my writing was that deep into that experience in responding to a video he's done <laughs> where they actually like, were picking me out of the comments and wanted to talk to me and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of, kind of crazy. I'm like, do I really, did I, do I really get that personal in my writing? Which, whatever, it is what it is, but, and I'm more extroverted, so I'm not really embarrassed about it. Um, and any kind of excuse to, like, have a community within, you know, um, somebody that's really really cool like that is really really a blessing anyway but um and that happened to me about the job thing anyway so that that was kind of cool that he had talked about that and also that job I had was for a month and he talked about the accountability that that you have to actually pick what you would love to do and that I could have maybe made the decision to pick a different one or something that I would have stuck with but to uh, sometimes you're just not that aware and it's okay if you work a job for a month it was a month and you know there's consequences anyway but it's okay because you it's kind of one of those things like there's consequences but it's like you're not the worst person in the world and people who see your resume it kind of made me feel a little bit better um and I've gotten back out to LinkedIn a little bit because of that. Because I didn't even think I deserved to be on LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. Because it is on a record. Like, if you get that involved in a company, it is. it tends to be on your record that within that... Because that company's huge and provides a lot of jobs. And so, there's even, like, at-home jobs that would be cool to get. But, like, it's on the record that I quit after a month. And so, I've kind of burned that bridge. But what he says and goes into is, like, nobody really cares at this point. When they look at your resume, like, nobody cares that they're not going to really look at that. If you explain to them that, you know, that that you realize that was not the right fit for you, that's what he really emphasizes, that some, if you have a job and you kind of quit, it's just not the right fit for you sometimes and like maybe it maybe it's not the right thing to do or it's not the most grateful thing to do and maybe you didn't you know 
he says something like, you know, you may not appreciate it as much as you maybe could have or whatever, but hey, I mean, if you're not the right fit for the company, um, they could find somebody, that's what he really said too, like they could find somebody else who is a good fit, and so in that way, that's kind of helping them in that way, and this is like long-term stuff, this isn't like, oh yeah, it's okay, just quit, just screw it, whatever, um, this is long-term, like beating yourself up over the past for years, and this book, it's so, it's so crazy how short this book is, it's like five hours, but it gets so deep on this stuff, um, you know, he talks about if you were a mom and you had a business and your daughter was at a sleepover and you had to, um, you had to pack, you had to, uh, you were, like, really into your business and you had to, like, pack your boxes up to ship out to customers, but then your daughter was pressured and wanted to come home because they were drinking and they were only 12. Obviously, the right thing to do, you had to, like, even though, you know, you were, you were hoping for a different outcome, you wanted to, like, be about your business, that was the time you had planned, like, I have all this time to ship now, now you're like, okay, I gotta go get her, and then I gotta come home and, like, talk to her and support her and just spend the night with her and all that, you, um, feel much better about that she's okay, that nothing happened, nothing bad happened, um, life-threatening, I mean, he gets very deep into, um, the following week, um, customers are still going to be mad that they didn't get their product and they may never know but you know the reason and that's how unimportant business actually is when it comes to family and life and things and I think I'm starting to understand that I think because he has kind of a private layer to him that Gary Vee is um he knows more about life and these kind of real deep profound experiences than he lets on even to have that in the book um, a book like this even that is on the surface it looks like it's a real short read and it is um, which because he's very good at having things that are work with your time like he has a lot of long shows and stuff but then there are he tends to make some of these really deep topics like convenient to listen to or watch because they're done in a short manner or with so many clips or you know the book itself or whatever um I did a lot of writing exercises and note taking on um a little bit on 12 and a half but even um as he was doing road to 12 and a half a lot of that was just like reference materials um Twelve and a half itself, as I wrote my notes, is going to, um, the notes I think are going to kind of like let you read a little bit more word for word and you'll get the whole emotional ingredients that he goes over. Um, if you want to look at my Twitter even, just to check this one out, he did a really authentic interview, um, that I had tweeted, uh, was it last week or something? That I had tweeted, uh, with a little red heart talking about... Um, being kind, in fact, um, and he goes into 12 and a half a little more, so even when you 
think how short the book is, he still goes into this stuff and his content in other ways, and it's really, really cool. So I really hope you enjoy it, and I thought this time I would be a little more personal and give a little more of my personal experience with this book. I can't believe, with all the things I've been through last year, how much um, of my own shit that this book had helped me overcome with the past. And I actually feel like, I wasn't sure what this was, but I actually feel like I can finally move on with a lot of things that I was struggling with um, about myself and being a parent and, um, you know, things that regret, not even regrets, but like things that you're kind of like, if I had done this, then the, you know, made this decision, then that outcome would have been a little a lot more practical as a parent and things like that and it's like okay but the strength is that you have the power to do something now so I know like a lot of you even at least a couple of you are parents listening to me um and this book even gets into anybody who is a leader of their pet their parent um their their pet their child their family their sibling he really goes into the nuances of all this and um, understand what it's like to have, you know, family around and all that kind of stuff. He also does, and I hope he writes a book about this one day. I know he's going to write a parenting book. That'll be really cool to read. But I hope he writes a book about, because it'll be interesting to read. Um, I've kind of learned through a lot of his advice and stuff, but um, and he's gotten a lot more nuanced about um, people might have different opinions because of their own life experiences, but just fuck their opinions. And he gets a little bit into that, and it's like scratching the surface, so I hope he gets... You know, some of the stuff he could write whole books on in a couple of the topics that he goes deep into. But he just got so deep into these emotional ingredients. And so I hope you do enjoy the book. Notes, along with the link to Audible will be in the show notes to the edible book that is the best way to read Gary Vee you can't really get away with just getting a print copy um there is something to be said about holding a book in your hands I kind of get that but or even an ebook like you've got to at least get one of his books you got to get an audible and I hope it's this one because he really does go off script and he admits that he has um I want to acknowledge this. He has a ghostwriter, Ragab. Um, I don't want to try to pronounce his last name and butcher it, but he asks a lot of really cool questions and a lot of really cool scenarios in work, life, business that he takes his time and he's very, when he asks Gary V the questions, it's like they're having a conversation in a recording. And that's what he was doing a lot of was recording for the book um and so what was cool is he was very thoughtful in asking his questions um and so and and I like that he admits that he has a ghostwriter because um I think that's where the whole some people having these um misunderstandings about that you have to be a writer to communicate in writing I don't think that's true 
I think um, the way that he does it is you can have conversations and then they can note take your conversation with them. I actually think people do it in audible books a lot more common than they admit. Um, and I think he's one of the, he's the only one that I know of that's really admitted it openly uh, as far as book writing. You've seen it a little bit in hip hop, but that's kind of like a common thing in music anyway. That's not really, that's been known for ever. But with, with books, I think it's a certain pride thing, a certain sense of humility that that takes. So that, that was pretty impressive. So I can't say enough good things about this book, but I'm going to shut up now because I had been procrastinating on doing this review um, because I wanted to do it a certain way, thinking I had to have like word for word memorization of quotes and all that. And I don't know what I was thinking because this um, personal experience of how I perceived the book is probably better. And the fact um, you can read the quotes word for word and the emotional ingredients word for word in my notes so enjoy that in the show notes um it'll help you um it'll give you the the notes i took will give you a preview of the book itself um and you can read with audible on multiple devices you can tell your echo to play it you can listen on your phone with the audible app um and in and that kind of thing and um, you can even plug in headphones if you want to kind of like, if you need a different device than your phone, you can plug in headphones. Um, I, th- I think, I know your Echo Dot will allow headphones. Um, and all that kind of stuff. I really hope you have Audible. Um, or we'll get Audible with this book for sure. So there you go i will never know how to end this podcast if i don't so can't say enough good things about this book i really am looking forward to his next book um and i will talk to you soon enjoy